right, let's get this show on the road. Let's get it started. Let's get it popping. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, we're back with another episode of the Experts Podcast. Brought to you by the Solid Ports. Um, the best sports podcast in the country. Uh, it's your boy, Tonto. Hey, it's not dramatic. And I am with my uh, co-host. We got CJ the X Factor here, and we got G. G. Sporting, bro. Sporting guys. <laughs> Especially our first episode with um, for the year as a pacer. Look at you, man. One thing we got. Y'all been used to nothing, man. <sighs> Respected a script, baby. Game two football for it. It's been a long time coming. Everyone okay, like the pace is good. Three in, anyway. come off the Kings. And yeah, King. You come off the thirteen, the thirteen seed Kings in the West, and go to the thirteen seed King uh, uh, Pacers okay. in the East. Me yeah, okay. staying there. But this congratulations. This is the first domino to fall. I you think he's staying there? No, I don't think he's staying there. I mean, they have a rookie yeah, guard, Duarte, who's and playing amazing. Yeah, do what they know. I think that's Halliburton. We can talk about that straight, though, because I, I, we can talk about it later. I, I got plenty of thoughts. Yeah, because obviously, uh, there's Chinese playing in this country. I got plenty of thoughts on the, on the trade, and uh, we have plenty of thoughts on another one. I got a little bit of thoughts, and then trade deadline coming up, too. Um, uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for rocking with us, y'all. Uh, we back another week. Uh, we got one week till Super Bowl. Um, I don't feel like discussing the Pro Bowl as an abomination um, to the sport. Uh, so let's just look forward to what's going on in the Super Bowl. Uh, last week, Bowl. Super Bowl, the, the Pro Bowl is very entertaining. That was entertaining. Yeah. Why is that's what you all want to see, right? What we want to see? What, that's what the league go into, huh? They don't want no contact. They don't want no hard hits. They don't want no helmet to helmet. They don't want no big. So that's what they want. They want them to snap the ball and stand up and let the QB throw, stand in the backfield and throw the ball up. That's basically what the NFL go towards. And it shows that that's what the players looking at. So my thing is with the Pro Bowl, um, obviously it's a charity event now. Obviously they ain't playing for nothing, literally nothing. You just play in the score touchdowns for your favorite charity, get a couple of catches, and some people just happy to be there. Uh, but I see, I saw someone say they, they, the Pro Bowl or football is the only sport that has their all star game at the end, and it should be in the middle. That don't make no sense. Um, I like it at the end. I mean, like I say, it's just a charity event. Like, it's not really, it's an all star game to say, okay, the best players, but it's not a competitive game. Like but if you have it, damn. if you have it at the end, and then you see a lot of a lot of the older guys was complaining, like all of the legends, Michael Irvin and Shannon Chapman was complaining about how soft the the the, the Pro Bowl game has become um, compared to when they used to be hyped to play in them type of games. And to me, the benefit of having it at the end is that you allow it for it to be competitive, because if it's in the middle of the season. I ain't going hot. That's what you receive the all-star game in the NBA all the time. <laughs> I ain't going hot because I'm a risk of injury, and then I still got 
couple of weeks left in the season and playoffs or whatever they're playing. But if I was at the end and there ain't no stakes, hey, I got a whole off season. You know what I mean? Let me go they still in there, No, but that's the benefit of having it at the end of the season. I, I would hope the NBA would think about adopting that because, like I said, you, you could at least give a good effort. I mean, but the all-star game for NBA has gotten a little bit better, so... Yeah, they they much more competitive now, so yeah. they need to keep it that bad it is. But um, yeah, the football, the NFL, All Star, whatever that is, I don't know what they can do, but it has to be revamped. Because <clears throat> don't forget now, NBA, it doesn't matter. You could put NBA in the middle, and if you get injured, NBA contracts are fully guaranteed. Football contracts aren't. So number one, where do you put that at the beginning, middle, or end? As a football player, I don't want to get injured at no point in time. Because even if I get injured in the in the Pro Bowl in February, that might hinder my off-season workouts. So I might come into training camp slower or out of shape because I have a bad ankle or a bad knee or something like that, where next year might be a contract year for me. So in football, where injuries are greater and also uh, contracts are non-guaranteed, I don't see the incentive. I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to incentivize it more to where it makes sense because I don't even know how fans is paying. That must just be free to go to because if I pay in ticket price to come in there and I watching fellas legit just dilly dallying on the field, I hot. Like I upset. Like I get to watch this on TV for free. Why did I pay to come in here and watch garbage? Just drop back and throw the ball up in there and do whatever, whatever. But whatever. They, they need to figure that out because eventually fans can I mean, fans already stopped watching it, but now you have players, your support teams now starting to see, yeah, the same ain't no sense. So they need to look into that. But um, like we were saying, this is officially Super Bowl week. Uh, the Super Bowl is Sunday at 6.30. Um, obviously, we got Cincinnati Bengals trying to pull off the impossible against the super team of the Rams. Um, Players, I think the Cincinnati Bengals have arrived in LA today. So they now on the ground, they're doing their walkthroughs, they're doing their media days, they're doing their ins and outs. Um, I see Joe Burrow is telling guys, stop selling these, these, uh, <laughs> these 15 seconds of fame wake up and then don't put them in the work the rest of the week. He's telling guys wake in silence, which I agree with, because everybody wants to be a social media sensation now. But um, what do y'all think about that? Uh, I mean, to, to be honest, I agree with the working in silence part. I mean, for the most part, I feel as if you're working, everybody ain't really got to know you're working. Um, you know what I mean? Sometimes you could sneak up on niggas, catch niggas by surprise. Uh, so I, for the most part, I agree with it. Um, I mean, at the same time, if you're working, you're working, though. It is what it is. Sometimes the trainers be posting visits to these dudes. Um, sometimes it don't be the dudes posting visits themselves. The trainers be having to work out and then you even show off and say, look who I got in the gym with me. You know what I mean? Sometimes these dudes do that to get sponsorships and, uh, and all type of different uh, stuff going on. Draw onto their social media following because at the end of the day, your brand is important off the field, off the court, whatever it is. So it's, it's, it's numerous reasons why you would want to post something like that. Um, but for the most part, like I say, I do believe there's a benefit to working out in silence if you 
you know, to catch people slipping, not let people know your next move, especially in sports. Well, I think you're saying it more because I see guys now start ranting about these guys legit wasting their time. So you got these fellas, I ain't call no name, but we know people poisonly who are whole mixtapes, who can cut and snip out the big plays they make, and then they send these, post these stuff on social media, and then you go and get all hype up and you say, okay, let's bring this guy in for a workout or a session. And then he come here and total trash. Like he probably take like 15 takes to get that one catch or the footwork that was the one time all day he, he, he made that footwork look spectacular. Or that was the one catch he got out of 30 or whatever. So it's like, all he's saying is bro, don't post something or show that you working out just this day. And then behind the scenes, you're not working. So it's like, yeah, you could post, but make sure you're working in silence yeah, at the, the same most, time. So make sure you live up to the hype because you got all these fellas just trashing it out. Like these fellas can't even get scholarships. Like they get, they get in the tryouts, but they come in and are not performing to that level. I mean, at some point uh, you have to look at it as th there is a purpose for these workout videos, right? For guys that are not hyped, uh, these videos get them the attention that they need to get that opportunity. So, I mean, I agree, but for some of them, they need their workout video to, to get the attention of scouts to, to give them the opportunity to show what they could do. Without the video, they ain't getting no calls because uh, for whatever reason, they ain't getting the balls during the games or whatever. So at some point, the videos are important for some people, I guess. But like, like you say, I don't think that was his message. His message was just saying, make sure don't just do the video like that. And the important part, the important part is putting in the work. Yeah, the work has to be done regardless. Like whether you post a video or not, the work got to be done. Now I, now I agree with the, that part that you say just Naji. Some dudes, you ain't no five-star recruit, you know what I mean? Yeah, you 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 weigh down the, the the totem pole. You need some 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 footage to show some people to get your name in these circles. But putting the work in is the most important thing. Um, and then when you when it's your time to shine, then shine. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think Joe Burrow and himself a lot of fans when he said that. Though. I think a lot of people are like that when he said that. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It was a good message. Um, but yeah. Um, halftime show for this for the Super Bowl is, is looking pretty good. Ever since they give uh, Jay Z and Rock Nation this contract, boy, we've been having every year we've been having hit after hit when it comes to Super Bowl performance. Who on the uh, on the run now? Nah, nah. I see they got Kendrick Lamar on the, on, the, on the. They got Dr. Dre. They got Snoop Dogg. Uh, they got all type of big names like yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, then they got Eminem. Jesus Christ. Like this, this old, uh, what you call it? Aftermath, shady aftermath. And then you know it's always a guess. So these are yeah. the headliners. But it could be, it could be some surprise person who come down from the rafters or pop up on stage. Um, obviously someone who cool with them because they have these ain't no regular guys. So it might be one 50 cent or who else cool with Eminem and Dr. Trader? Uh, Ice Cube. Maybe. I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope that a couple of them shake the rest off. But I see Kanga Ma performing like five years. 
MM, I wouldn't even talk. So, get it? Yeah. Get him some time to shake the rest off. It should be a legendary performance, though. These hey, um, guys, these guys are things. Kendrick Lamar and Eminem is the closest thing um, to try to ever see the Super Bowl. I mean, not, uh, you ever see the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably right. But the good thing with this is, like, see, the reason why this can be legendary is because, think about it, which young rappers you can put out there now that make him sense? So it's like, you ain't got really much to pick from, bro. Like, be real and honest about it. Like, who you can put out there? Yeah, I put no... You can't put the baby out there. The baby starts screaming and carry on and tell everybody <laughs> about this and that. And see, he almost got canceled last year for calling, saying the wrong thing on stage. Yeah, but no, no, the he baby. He would jump no. in the crowd and fight. Uzi Vert, them flipping. Yeah, Uzi Vert, them running around. Cool, that that's no Lil Yachty, Lil Yachty freaking out with all these uh, Cheetos in the air. Like you say, Kodak Black smoking all type of black and mild cigarettes <laughs> on the stage. Oh, sir. But I I gotta be honored, honor and a privilege to perform there for real. Though you know they only take the best of the best, and but that's a that's my season. I would say that's probably the toughest toughest place to perform. Um, I think um, because all eyes on you, like legit, all eyes on you. Yeah, that to, to me that in a sense is like a like a like an album drop. Like that's gonna be an event that's gonna be noted in your career. You know what I mean? Like yeah. When, you, when you're referring to your albums, you're referring to your Super Bowl performance as well. That's like, far. Yeah, yes, that's how cool that is. And yes, your catalog got to be flawless. You got to go up there. Because if you buy, people can remember you. People can remember if you stink. They can remember if you stink out the place. So, it should I, be. I good. saw something trending the other day too with Janet Jackson. They was running on boat or... Oh. Something about what uh, Justin Timberlake did, and people's like, "Oh, we shouldn't forgive Justin Timberlake." I was like, "But that was the highlight of my my childhood." What you talking about? Don't forget Justin Timberlake. Well, you could talk foolishness. Now you watch that live. I remember we're going down. You ran. What did he do wrong? But he is, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, time my fault. I don't know who the seamstress is. We shouldn't forgive him. Yeah, like he I don't understand that. Hold on, Janet said that. Janet said we shouldn't forgive Justin. No, I think the fans. Yeah, something. She's like we shouldn't blame him, but the fans is like, but you know, she was doing some ranting about Jermaine the pre cheating on and all type of stuff. Like Miss Man, really, really, yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's like. Uh, Janet was right about that, but uh, shout out to, to, to Jay Z and Rock Nation for actually making the halftime show interesting these past couple of years. Because I think that was one of the reasons they signed him. Because before that, it was really starting to go downhill. Like they couldn't get. Remember they were saying, "Oh, first of all, the halftime show doesn't pay," because I guess it's an honor to actually be there. So they were starting to find like anybody to just do the halftime show, and it was getting really bad. So now. He's able to get get stars back, so that's what yeah, man. Thing. Definitely repairing an NFL image too after all the the Kaepernick stuff too. So um, hell yeah. So definitely, uh, take it safe. For sure, we like black people. Don't 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 think we don't. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? I guess. You know, you know there you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's get to the let's get to the game. Let's get to the actual game. Um. So last week, me and X Father we said we was going with the Rams. Gee, I want to hear your pick. 
who you who, who you got? You got the the Bengals in the upset, or, or are you going with the favorites? No, I I got I got the Rams. I got the Rams. I think the Rams gonna come out. I mean, I may give a prediction about the progress of the game too. I think the Rams is gonna come out hot, and I think the Bengals. They even call themselves the second half team, and they showed it in their last game too. And I think the Bengals is gonna make a um, um, a comeback, but I think the Rams is gonna close them up. I got, I got the Rams. All right, so let's let's make this interesting. Everybody got at, least, at least you had a breakdown on it because I, I had a similar thing because you know Joe Burrow, even though they pull it off, they they he got sacked like nine times. Uh, like every game, his offensive line is leaving for dead. And this in a defensive line with Aaron Donald and other these other guys to leave for dead. So yeah. I, I I also predict that. Um, it's going to be a very, very tough time for Joe Burrow. Like, they know what to take away. And then on top of that, you got Ramsey on chase. So it's like, if your line collapsing and then your number one wide receiver is being either on an island or being double covered, boy, Joe Mixon better go off for 200 yards. Right. Cause but that's, that's interesting. He's looking good. Because the last game, the Rams and the 49ers, they couldn't get to Jimmy G. Hold on, they, man. 49ers have one of the best offensive linemen in the league. And also the rest of his linemen are pretty solid. But okay. this Bengals offensive line is trash. So you focus on more on the Bengals and you focus on the Rams. Because my thing is, uh, the entire game, zero sacks. The entire game. I mean, I didn't even notice the the, the defense until our last possession, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't even see Donald and and them and, and until our last possession with Nate. Basically, it was a sack because he just threw it away to drag it a bit and it was inside. Don't, don't get caught up also in the stats. Don't, don't, don't be a LeBron fan. Don't get caught up in the stats. These guys are not getting sacks, but if you look, if you watch the game, the only reason why it looked like the defense was on that, that same man, Debo Samuels, caused a lot of problems because he lines up wide and then he also lines up as running back. So at the same time, you have to play it tenderly because he might be in the backfield as a running back. But you know he's a wide receiver, so he could drop back and actually pass. I mean, they could pass him. So it become it, it gives a little delay that makes the line have to spread a little bit. With this, you can tee off on Joe Burrow because Mixon is a running, running back, and Chase is a catching, catching wide receiver. So it's like you could legit send pressure, pressure because they play straight up. That that thing with San Francisco doing its work, it's almost like when. The Dolphins came out that year with the Wildcat offense thing and no one knew how to stop it. And that lasted one season. And then the next season they tried to see him thing and everybody is lighting that Wildcat right up. So it's, uh, it's almost like too with the scoop pass of Mahomes is too. When Kelsey, last year Kelsey was catching that every single time for touchdown. Now, fellas breaking that up in the middle. So um, it's, it, it's it, like I said, I do, I do focus more on the offensive line that has to stop the defensive line. And their offensive line hasn't stopped anyone. Um, and to be honest, um, I think that the, our guest last week was saying he doesn't believe in NFL Cinderella's. And this is a Cinderella team. If you look at their path to the Super Bowl when it comes to the Bengals, they beat the number one seed, Tennessee Titans, with Derrick Henry. Then they come the next the quarterback and beat and beat. Then they come the next meet and beat uh, Kansas City, the defending AFC champions with Mahomes and healthy line and 
uh, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and everybody. There was no excuse then. So you making it to the Super Bowl is also is already a big achievement, especially with your best wide receiver being a rookie. So it's like I feel like they 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 just feel honored to be there. They just feel good to be there, and the Rams can friggin' wake them up. It's almost like when you throw cold water on someone who's sleeping. That's what happened. Right now, the Bengals are in a sweet dream, and they live in this sweet dream. But boy, when that ball snap Sunday evening. I borrowed after he got to show me he's that guy. Like this that type of game, you got to prove you was that guy, bro. Okay. So yeah, so let's 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 have a little fun with it, right? So all of us picked the Rams, right? Um my question you all is this. What did what do the bangers have to do to pull off an upset? For me I look at it like uh like I'll tell you that Joe Burrow got a it got to be one of them LSU ones he, he putting on. It got to be a, a SEC championship type game. It got to be a 525 like what he had earlier against Baltimore. It got to be that type of night. Oh, but, but, but to me, uh, even even if it is, like, Matthew Stafford and this Rams offense is equally capable of, of putting up points. So, it, okay, you want to make a shootout, fine. That's still not guaranteed them a win. So I, for me, I think the X factor is the Bengals' defense. You have to find a way to stop Matthew Stafford, or at least slow him down, because he can't. They got to find a way to stop. Anyway, I, 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 I in between, I in between that Matthew Stafford, please stop. Like I said, Cooper Cup is the is the is the MVP of the offense. Uh, at the end of the day, that man gets open regardless. In order for the Bengals to win this game, Stafford has to give, the, give it to them. The Rams is far head and shoulders above the best team. Um, you also have home court advantage or home field advantage. This is the second time ever in history this has ever happened. Um, you also have elite wide receivers. You have an elite defensive line. You have elite cornerback. You have elite head coach. You beat, you literally beat the, 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 the Bengals in almost every category. The closest category that you do have, believe it or not, is the quarterback. The Bengals win the running back category because Joe Mixon is a monster. But every other category is far apart except for quarterback. So it comes down to, yes, the Bengals defense. But if Matthew Stafford on and Cooper Cup open and Odell running routes like he should and taking, you can't. It, it don't matter what defense the Bengals play. If Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and them set on, that's a blow it regardless. But if Matthew Stafford come out there, lack a days a girl, if he throw interceptions, start losing confidence, fumble, the crowd start getting a little funny, all of a sudden now, nah, it's, we know it's you, bro. If, if if the Rams lose, they're not going to blame it on Cooper Cup. They're not going to blame it on Odell Beckham. They're probably not. Even if they get blown, they're not going to blame the defense. They're still going to blame Matthew Stafford. So yeah. the key to the game for me is Stafford delivering. Stafford so the, deliver. Okay, but you can answer the question. The question is, what do the Bengals have to do? Because your answer was... 
The Bengals don't have, the, the Bengals can't do nothing. So it, That's what I said. If 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 Stafford on, that defense can't do nothing. But if Stafford off, then see, it all depends on Stafford. So yes, so the, the question is what the Bengals have to do. The Bengals have to hope Stafford ain't on the game. <laughs> That's all they can do. The, the yeah, game is on your hands. You, you're not the better team. You don't have home field advantage. You don't have nothing in your favor. The, the only hope you have is that Stafford is in on the game. That's the yeah, only I mean, I think it, the answer is somewhere like somewhere with those two answers merged with those two answers. They have to have an outstanding game on defense, right? But that coincides with also Stafford, like you said, playing a bad game. And then for me on offense, I think they Burrow have to be essentially perfect. Like, bro, so far as playoffs, it's a magical run, but he hasn't really been that good. Um, and they've managed to win games. We talked about the first game against Zach nine times against uh, Tennessee. We talked about the game against Casey. He wasn't he wasn't particularly spectacular in the first half at all. Um, he's downright poor in the first half. He just made plays when he needed to. He can't afford to have a bad half against this team. Um, he can't afford to go down, in my opinion, 27-3 against this team, right? So he has to play a near perfect game to give him a chance to stay in uh, the game at all times. And then, like you say, you got to hope on defense that you could get enough stops to where, you know, you might could win this one. So, um, but it could be a tough challenge for him. Tough challenge for him. The good news is, as an underdog, a lot of times you're playing with house money, so you ain't really going in there uh, with a lot of pressure on your back. You just go in there and say, listen, let's just play. Let's just give a good effort, you know, and let's see what happens by halftime. By halftime, let's see how we look, you know what I mean? Like, you have nothing to lose, right? Um, but on the other hand, some dudes play better with pressure. And if the pressure is on the Rams, they may respond really differently with that pressure on them. So Veterans play better with pressure. Yeah, some. I mean, I wouldn't say only veterans. Some some dudes just wide to play better with Russia. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think all of us expect the Rams to win. Uh, I just hope it ain't a huge blow. I just I just hope it's a semi-competitive game. Yeah, but don't mind me. I still put a little couple dollars on the Bengals just in case. We know. Things, things, is things. Things is things, then things could be things. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, so that's our Super Bowl uh, prediction. And too much slapping up to need to be done. Um, obviously, Super Bowl, because it's two weeks away from the championship game, um, everybody, you don't hear everything in the book. Everybody doesn't know who these people is. Everybody doesn't know their family, their wife, their children. They don't do all their research on all these players in the Super Bowl. Um, Odell Beckham can't stay with the spotlight. He, he, he cherishing this moment to the core. Obviously, this is first time here. Yeah. Maybe, you never know, it might be a last. Um, Stafford, but you better win. Because, hey, super teams don't last long, bro. Super teams just break up quick. So Stafford better take, take, take. You already on a super team and you was the, 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 the heavy favorite. Win this year, because he ain't no guarantee. Cooper Cup coming back. Cooper Cup. He ain't no guarantee Odell resigning. You know, guarantee injuries are not going to play a factor next season. So take advantage of this. You done wait all these years to get to the Super Bowl. Don't blow it, bro. If I was him, but from Friday night, 
you should just be locked in a room, just studying your playbook with some, just humming. Like, that's all you need to be doing. You don't need to be out with, with nobody. After the Super Bowl, you could party your life away. That 24 to 48 hours before that game, you need to be locked in. You need to be focused. You and Sean McVay need to sit down someplace and lock yourself in the room and just go over the game plan and go over a secondary game plan in case things go totally contrary in the first quarter or the first half, if you see it's a good win. Other than that, boy, maybe another Charles Barkley or whatever you call it. I can say no, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's make a let's make a Super Bowl MVP prediction. No, uh, the easy stuff. Let's predict the hard stuff now. You know, no slapping up. Um, I honestly think. Uh, so, I mean, it's sort of a tough one, actually. Uh, but... Go different ways. Um, I I I, I, could, I could predict and say um, Odell. Odell. I know someone's can't say that. And I was already I mean, a I fan and I, I the obvious one and say Cooper Cup. I just it No man, you don't say that obviously Cooper Cooper Cup is my point. Yeah, I pick it Cooper This is the obvious one. Right, he's the obvious one. Okay? Yeah. The obvious one will never come true. Yeah. Okay. I actually feel it could be it could be my I think it could be Marty. Um I think just how we saying uh a lot of the pressure could fall on them if they lose. I think but he, he could probably play so freely that, you know, I think it'll, it'll get to the point where, and I don't think the Bengals have much resistance to where you have to continue to go to Cooper Cup every time. I think he can spread it around, <laughs> um, make it part of starts a little bit, and do enough to just snide the MVP. Well, I guess I can't can with Cooper Cup because I, I, I tired, I'm sick and tired of uh, uh, these quarterbacks coming into these ready-made situations with guys and then when you get in the big game these guys performing the lights out and then they come at the end of the game number or uh Peyton Manning or uh Aaron Rodgers or whoever else. don't turn your head because you know I run and not because because I mean there's a other quality okay anyway which wide receiver? Which wide receiver? Hold on. Which wide receiver? I can't believe you got Which wide receiver didn't get there? Because who was who was the Super Bowl MVP? Uh, well, that, my yeah. point is there is a quarterback that didn't, went into a ready-made situation. No, but didn't the wide receiver did win MVP? That, didn't so you just didn't Edelman, the, you just didn't Edelman, MVP. Didn't Edelman win the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, but you as that so would make it seem like Tom Brady got it over him. You're referring to that only. I'm just saying who, who it, it's always Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. No, no, no. Don't Tom Brady say you say you're tired of quarterbacks walking into ready-made situations. Exactly. I try to figure out what you talking about because you're tired of your brethren walking into ready-made situations. <laughs> Which ready-made situation? You ain't had no problem doing that. Which ready-made situation? <laughs> you feel like Tom Brady was a ready-made situation? How much Mike Evans? How much Mike Evans catching the Super Bowl? Mike oh, Evans wasn't even a factor in the Super Bowl. It wasn't for Antonio Brown. Mike Evans the ball. If it wasn't for Antonio Brown, it was going to be a tough Super Bowl for them. Antonio Brown had two touchdowns, and that wasn't ready made because Tom Brady bring that down. So what are you talking about? Is Finals MVP? 
or Super yeah, Bowl. And that's Super what we're talking about, the Super Bowl MVP. Performance, right. In, in so all, all I'm saying is, yeah, I talk about the season and all that. I'm talking about, I'm tired of every time the team wins the Super Bowl, they always try to push the MVP on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. When in some Super Bowls, the wide receiver was the reason why that quarterback even make any sense. Hence yeah. why, like I say, I was glad Edelman won that, 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 yeah. won that year. But, but no one knows. That was it. But Peyton didn't win uh, Super Bowl MVP. Gee, Peyton. Who won the first one? Peyton have two Super Bowls now. Oh, so he didn't do nothing. He, he That wasn't his first MVP in Super Bowl on, on the Colts? On the yeah, Broncos? That's, on that's, Miller, that's the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the first one. Wow. You remember that game? I don't remember. 2000, 2006? I remember the stats. <laughs> but I, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't. I, so I think you talking about the Broncos, where you know. Oh, Broncos! But you almost didn't play the Super Bowl. You talking about no, Super Bowl MVP? That man was leading the league in interception by week six. You talking about Super Bowl MVP? You don't have to get across the finish line. <laughs> get across the finish line. They cross the finish line. <laughs> I didn't even think like I didn't even think his decision took as long as Tom Brady. I think the Super Bowl was that Sunday and Monday morning is like, oh Peyton Man retired from the NFL. That's like bro, the confetti ain't even clean off the field yet, bro. Give us <laughs> left people. Hey, yeah, the, the decision was clearly made before before that right? game. Uh, before. Hey, if, if he could have made that during that game, he would have made that during that game. Yeah, they probably um, even told him like listen, you can you you gotta finish it. You can you can't good now. After that, dog probably is crying in the locker. They gave him the Jimmy G speech. Don't don't win us the game, but don't lose us it. <laughs> that's all. That's all we asking. But anyway, this 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 one, uh, this is probably our second to last or first to last pod. I I can't say that on football, but that it's being dominated by football because after next week and we. That'll be our last part. Basically, that'll be dominated by football with the Super Bowl and all that. Um, going forward now, we got NBA news. We're getting into that mid-season stride. We're getting into that all-star game break. Then we're getting into that second half down the down the stretch and certain guys that move like to flip the switch when it comes to, oh, he's turning it on right before playoffs, and then yeah, it's going to playoffs and get the head punch right off. So let's talk now, let's talk. We had some, this, this, this was a big day. Let's start off with, uh, I think the, the first trade of the day that I saw was early this morning. That was CJ McCollum getting traded, finally. Finally, they sent CJ McCollum from Portland down to New Orleans Pelicans for literally a bowl of gumbo and some alligator legs uh, and the bowl of gumbo and Josh Hart. Josh Hart is a decent Josh player. Josh Hart is a decent player. Play for what they for all them players who won that lineup. I would not pick Josh Hart to say I want trade my second best player for. Come on, man. You could have picked, you could have picked, choose and refuse off that lineup. Look at that lineup that New Orleans up. That's who you could pick up there and say that's what you want for CJ. You know you can get it. Yeah. They need like, to investigate yeah. that. They don't want. They didn't. They want to investigate Lakers trade. And, they say, and they, say they ain't. Them. 
What? Who say they ain't thinking? Who say they, they ain't say thinking? They, they say they rebuilding around them. Okay, so let, me, let me. You're building means I need good draft picks. Okay. Means I got a tank for good draft picks. I, I need a point of forces for that, right? So you trade away all your good players, right? Because except him. You trade away CJ McCullough. Last one. Right? Larry Nance is also a solid player. You trade away him. Just last week they traded who? Covington and Powell. Right? So you legit basically trade a starting five. Right? Mm-hmm. For trash, uh-huh. right? I like Joshua, right? But <laughs> trash. You ain't got no bunch of first round picks, by the way. Joshua, Joshua, just just to just to support you that Joshua is the worst player in both trades. He's the worst player in both trades. I right, can agree on that fully. Exactly. Right? At least if this is OKC, OKC was going to get back a million first round pick. <laughs> at least at least OKC was could get could do that. Now. The foolishness, what they talking about, uh, they were building around Damian Lillard because they got cap space. They were building around Damian Lillard. First of all, you know anyone who wants to go to Portland? I don't know exactly. anyone in the world who says... When last Portland signed a sensible free agent? Bro, Melo was out the league <laughs> with no one offering him anything. And they had, to, they had to beg him to come to Portland. That was no. not the first time you know, didn't see him got him asked him to come to Portland. But exactly, but you know who exactly CJ and Dame got him there because they're like these but they had the right? no so big for CJ and Dame, he wasn't even going there. Exactly. exactly. So, so no one wants to go to Portland in the first place. Secondly, who won the free agent market this summer? Everybody just signed up last year. Oh, Giannis getting just, the extension. Staff getting extension. Like who is on, on the, the market way, that could change the way here, team? On the way here, I saw Harden is the only one I think on the market. On the way here, I saw Harden with Dan. That's crazy. No, on the way, <laughs> Harden ain't going to Portland. On the way here, no, I saw real. I saw um um article where it said the Blazers was eyeing Jeremy Grant. Ooh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant will go anywhere. Jeremy Grant will go anywhere. You can make from Detroit. Getting yeah, traded, right. getting traded, but he'd go anywhere. You don't care. I'm pretty sure. He ain't a stop. He go anywhere. You're right. Um, but see, the, I think the biggest thing is they don't really understand how. If if they understand, if they if they think they understand, they lying. They, I I have a feeling they lying to DM. They trying to make it sound good, but it's no way DM should believe that they could build up competitive team around them. No, one, like we said already, no one wants to go to Portland, right? So if no one wants to go to Portland, no stars coming via free agency. Right? On top of that, you have to look at it like this. With all these teams around the league, all these good stock teams around the league, right? You got the Phoenix, you got Warriors, you got Brooklyn with healthy. You even got the Lakers with LeBron and AD. You got right? the Clippers who just re-up. You got the Clippers. Which star in their right mind could look at Portland and say, you know what? Me and DM, I don't care who else on the roster. We definitely <laughs> And the thing is, DM ain't even the type who can advocate for mine. Like, DM is say, but I can play with whoever. Like, DM ain't even the set who fellas can feel sorry for and say, but let's go pile up in Portland to help dog. Exactly. They can say, no, bro. If you want to win, you got to come on our side. You got to come on our side. Yeah, man. We ain't coming down in Portland, bro. You see what it be, tweet? <laughs> it's a time to run. <laughs> time to run for the garage, boy. Like, it's real time to run, bro. And DM ain't young no more. Dame is not 26, 27, 28. 
Tim is a, is a, is a, is a grown man and he's 30 years. So you only, and you already see you had an injury this year. So we don't even know if the prime is already over. So let's, let's, let's just say Tim is on the tail end of his prime, heading on the downside of the hill at a very competitive point guard position. If you don't win, let's say this year or next year, boy, you'll be a, a good role player on a, on our okay team soon directly. Yeah, boy, Ja, ja come on for that, 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 that spot in the point guard rankings. Ja, ja, ja probably didn't have that. That's being uh, real. Uh, uh, ja probably didn't have that. Let's not get carried away. Ja, ja and Trey coming for that, boy. Oh, boy. Ja, ja and Trey coming for that. Damien Lillard was. But anyway. I think, no, I think, I think, I mean, that's just what they have to say, right? But I think Dean leaving. I don't think Dean. I think, I, he, he, I think he have to force his way. Like his problem is he don't want to be that guy who demands the trade. He don't want to be that guy who forces his way out. I guess he has ties to the city. It's more off the court than on the court. But at some point down, you have to realize, bro, I could always come in here, darling. Like that's what they have air. That's what they have airplanes for. I that's what I have. I have a, I can set up a whole foundation here, and I can send some money. I can get some sponsors and make sure my community is straight. But I don't have to be here. Chris Paul still have foundations in New Orleans. LeBron have a ton of foundations in Cleveland. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I gotta stay young suffer with you. They can always respect him, but and that's the thing. They can always respect him because he he wanted to be in Portland when no one else wanted to be there. And then that's how we have to look at it. And then even with DM now, like management he ain't coming out and saying it, but I think this is their way of of sort of softly, quietly forcing DM out. Like, bro, you see what's going on around you, you know. If you want to, you could stay. But if you don't want to, I mean, you know, we could always make it work your mind. You know what I mean? So I think that's sort of the way to just say, you know, softly, quietly, hey, hey man, you know, if you, if you really want to do this, then we could support you. You know, and I mean? the thing is, they ain't even taking much back. So if I was a team that needed a star point guard right now, let's say Philly. If I was Philly, well, listen, then Ben Simmons would have done been kidnapped in the back of van right now, heading to the airport, and I was hand-delivering that to Portland. I can say, yeah, bring these fellas, but they bring him, bring him over just now, like, just, just send the envoy, let him know, we got him. But if it were, like, even if I was, let's say, um, a team such as, let's say the Knicks, Kemba already upset, and obviously if they take in Josh Hart for CJ McCollum, man, send Kemba in one first round pick, and we'll, we'll take that salary off your books too, and you Sorry. could put, you could put limit Lillard on, on that um, roster. Uh, also, you got teams who need point guard. Let's say, I mean Schroeder. Schroeder been bounced around. Um, you could send him to Boston for Schroeder. Like you ain't looking for nothing much. Or you could send him for Boston for Marcus Smart because I see for some reason they they shop in Marcus Smart. Okay, cool. So it's like, wait, if I was Portland, if I, I mean if I was Dan Lillard, I wouldn't even want to stay. Real talk, like he was a man, thirty something. Enjoy your life, bro. Like don't enjoy, don't suffer. Enjoy enjoy your prime. Enjoy yeah, enjoy your, your prime. enjoy your career. Yeah, it could be gone. Your prime. Do you know what I mean? Like this is it. Yeah, this is yeah. this is. You only have a few years before you, like you say, turn into a role player on some team. Yeah, and then exactly. you start ring chasing the Gary Payton. Yeah, um, do that. Uh, and you ain't gonna be remembered good after that because people don't even remember Gary Payton winning the ring in Miami. So, yeah, don't do that. Uh, 
we, we speaking of Ben Simmons, I, I know we won't get to the next trade, and we could get to that one. Um, but with the Ben Simmons stuff, y'all just mentioned Ben Simmons for Dame. Does does y'all think this make a uh, Dara Murray and, and Philadelphia look like geniuses? Because now I think they looking on the horizon now, and they say, okay, if they looking at three people, if Harden becomes available, if Dame becomes available, if Beal becomes available, we got probably the best trade piece out of any team in the NBA. You think Be- you think they look, they looking at it like that? First of all, Beal done shut it down for the season. Beal say, but if y'all ain't gonna trade me, I ain't playing. So Beal decide, finally today, he can decide that he wants season and with surgery. Like, bro, Beal, you, Beal was the question, Trey? He was saying he don't want to go, he, he but it's it. like, what do you want to stay here for? Yeah. Like, we already uh-huh. show you that, hey, we, we, we good with the young guns, and you making like 44, 45 million. We ain't going to no playoffs or not. No, we, you're making us too much better, so we can do without you. And dog, just to me, I feel like Beal is one of those guys too who want to use his prime on a better team and chase a championship. So he was probably last minute say, hey, send me some place. And they was like, no, man, we can hold on to you. So he's like, yeah, well, uh, I can right. set this one out. Uh, check me in the summer before the draft. Wait, Beal, let me tell you something about Beal, right? And Beal can learn to start way too, right? When you stick around with these teams, right? I don't like LeBron, but one thing I give LeBron for credit for is the player movement era, right? The longer you stick around these teams, talking foolishness about loyalty, right? These, these teams start to build resentment towards you, especially if you only ain't winning nothing. Exactly. So after a while, the arc could get tired, bro. And then you still want your contract extensions on time. Yeah. yeah. I switch the flip in these teams head, nigga say, bro, I can't keep paying this nigga 40 million if we ain't making the playoffs. And they will get rid of you before you actually decide to to, to get rid to, 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 to move yourself. So I feel as if Beal, if Beal don't formally request a trade, it's almost the same thing with them. But Paul, I think Portland a little bit more loyal. But if Beal don't formally request a trade, I feel that, that they will eventually trade him. And he will be dumbfounded when it happens. Well, <laughs> um, like I say, certain players, uh, this could be a very interesting when the trade deadline, trade deadline this week, next week, sometime. This could be a very interesting trade deadline. This can be a very interesting draft night because I feel a lot of trades can go down draft night. And this can be a very interesting off season. And not interesting because of star power, but interesting because of storylines. Like you got guys like Harden, who cry his way to Houston, yep, and then come to the Nets, and now all of a sudden, oh, he ain't resigned yet. He ain't commit for next season. Blah blah blah. You be like, wait, what? Then you got Kyrie, who the organization could get tired of real quick because you don't want to get vaccinated, and they be like, wait, so what you here for? That's another guy I got to pay 30, 40 million to. Then you got Ben Simmons, who just don't want to play. Fellas say he show up to practice, stand in the corner, play on his phone, and then go home. <laughs> like, that's one of the coldest things I ever see. And then you got guys like Damian Lillard, who could flip a switch tomorrow and say, boy, get me out of here. And that one over. You only got no choice but to get him out of there, because, boy, that's the last piece of the puzzle. And once the stars they get me out of there, you know you're losing that trade. 
because now the hands can low ball the hell out of you because they can say, boy, he ain't want to be there no how. Let me know what you can do. It's all I got. So, so I'll be giving you. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see yeah. how 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 this plays out when the trade deadline approaches. And, um, yeah, the deadline actually in two days on the 10th of February. So exactly expect some, some, some noise. Thursday is you know, the deadline. Yeah. The daily, the daily leading up and then thir- that day Thursday, boy, sometimes they set it off that very day. It's just be a flurry. I feel, I feel LeBron will make a move. <laughs> I can say LeBron. <laughs> but you call it what it is. I know, first of all, first of all, I know LeBron, they don't call Portland. If you don't believe they call Portland today, use the food. They call Portland today, yeah. big man. Shoot. That's number one. Number two, they call Sacramento today. Because they wanted a hand in that body heel trade. But it didn't come to obviously because you're in the same division and they already had some back and forward and i think sabonis has some ties to the kings too as well some under underlying ties to the kings that people don't realize he might be, be vladi boy but um vladi ain't going it yeah but still around there somewhere doing something <laughs> that uh, trade speaking of that trade yeah uh, what y'all thought about that trade sabonis uh, I don't understand the Kings. Like this, for some reason, the Kings is stock ta- stockpile talent, but they know they trash. My thing is, if you can be trash, don't stockpile don't stockpile talent because now you're gonna be winning meaningless games. My thing is, you you're the worst team in your division, regardless of what you do. You in the same division as the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Suns. You're never gonna be the best team in that, that division as long as these teams have their stars on their rosters. Um, my thing is with them, I, I would not be trading for all-star level players. Um, I would not be play, uh, paying all-star level players because at the end of the day, this is the time to rebuild. When your division is actually good, this is the best time to, to rebuild, not what Portland is doing. That's the winnable division. In this division, this is the time when Sacramento is supposed to be offloading the Aaron Fox before he wants his extension. Um, obviously, Buddy, what the boy is, Halliburton, whatever, um, Tristan Thompson, uh, Harrison Barnes, like these are the guys who these guys need to be offloading now. Because if I can come last in my division, at least let me get one first or second pick in the draft. He made no sense bringing an all star. And I still come in last in my division. But now, instead of me being the last team in the West, I is the team right outside the playoff bubble order. What they call it? The play-in seed. Yeah. So now I get in like the 10th pick, the 12th pick. Like I ain't into that. Yeah, I think, I honestly, I don't like the trade for Sacramento. Um, I don't like the trade for them. Um, I think, well, I happy for Buddy. Buddy, out. Um, Sacramento. Sacramento, I think, is one of the worst franchises in the NBA. So just him being out there should be a little bit better for his career. Uh, but I don't like the trade for Sacramento. Um, Halliburton, I feel, was the one young player that they should hold on to. Like, I like Mitchell, the young guy. Fox, obviously, nice. I think Fox better than Halliburton now. But I think in two years, 
Oliver and probably could be a better player than him. Um, and I'm just saying it's based off numbers. I mean, he, he, his numbers solid. Forty, you think like fourteen or eight or something like that. I watched the two of them play. Halliburton, he got something. He got something. And the team has just run so smooth when he playing point guard. Um, he could easily be an 18 and 10 guy in the next couple of years. Uh, so he was the one player I would hold on to. He's still on his rookie contract. You got at least two more years on his rookie contract. He's the one player I'd hold on to. Fox, like x to mentioned, he need that extension soon. And Fox is a good enough player. He get that, right? So you got to pay Fox. You got Sabonis, who's also making good money. And two of them dudes can't shoot. So you just give up your two best shooters in the trade in Buddy and Oliverton. So now you have to build a team around these two dudes who can't shoot in a league where shooting is so important. That's a playing team, especially in the West. That's so stocked. That's a playing team. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why they do it. I mean, Sabonis is a nice player. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand why they do it. What's, what's the long-term plan? You know what I mean? For the Pacers, I glad, like I say, they get Buddy from Sacramento, and I think if you. The trade's a bonus, and the pace of the sharpens a bonus for most of the season, by the way. So I think if you could trade a bonus, getting a player like Halliburton back, that's a win. I just don't understand the Halliburton part. I agree with everything you said. Halliburton was really the one silver lining in that season because, you know, he has the most potential. You could have traded Fox. You could have traded Barnes. You could have traded Buddy. Almost everybody on that team, you know, should be in a fire sale except Halliburton. And that's the one you let go first. I just, I don't understand that. He's clearly going to be an all-star guard in about four or five years. And you let him go to stick with Fox, who you probably can afford in the next couple of years. I don't. I don't understand it. Obviously, yeah. you know, Pacers, Pacers win the, win, win the trade hands down. If you're talking about what makes their team better, Pacers need to let go um, out of Turner or Sabonis. They did. And they got, they got a, a, a button point guard and then uh, one of the best shooters in the league. And now they could go ahead and get rid of, um, um, what's his name? Who they're trying to get rid of? The yeah. Pacers point guard. The oh, uh, old guy, man. Fundamental. Who, George? Huh? No. Who are you talking about? Uh, the Pacers starting point guard. Oh, I don't know. Who, um, Holiday? Brogdon. Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. I think oh, they've yeah. heard of Malcolm Brogdon. I think Halliburton is better than Malcolm Brogdon, or at least will be in the next two years. I think they got their point guard of the future, the Pacers. Um, boy, that's a tough one. Um, but like I say, yeah, the Pacers obviously won that 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 trade. Um, obvious for obvious reasons, you didn't honestly get Halliburton or whatever. You also get a top shooter in NBA. Not just now. I do agree agree with your theory that it's possible that Buddy 
doesn't stay with the team. Um, I feel like this is the best time for teams like the Lakers or any type of contender to go after Buddy because number one, it wasn't at the deadline. So you still have 48 hours to where you can negotiate. And number two, for teams like the Lakers, you are not negotiating with a division rival anymore. You're not negotiating with the Pacers who already offload Levert, who obviously ain't in win now mode anyway. And Buddy has a $20 million contract that could easily be used as a trade exemption next season. Um, like you said, they, they, they get the young guy. Buddy is a guy, 29, going to be 30. Don't forget, Buddy came in the league late. Late, yeah. And, and he's already got his extension. And if Buddy is one of the few, few, very few NBA players in the league, that salary declines every year. So Buddy made, makes, I think, 22 this year. Next year, he's making 20. The last year, he's making 18. He was signed to that type of contract because he was so old when he came in, they were saying he was already in his prime. Um, so I feel like with that being said, if I was the Pacers, I could now dangle Buddy for first round picks or a good young player. Tyler, what do you mean, Horton, Tucker, whatever. This is a good time for the Lakers to try to offload him and maybe a Kendrick Nunn or maybe a something to try or they've been or trying. Try to get they, they they offered him for Buddy um, with the Kings and the Kings didn't want it. But Pacers may be different. Like you say, the Kings the Kings just hate us because they didn't see the vision. Like Lakers been busting their from 2000 when Shaq and Kobe keep beating Webber and, and Diva and Billy. So I think dudes gonna clown the Lakers for honestly. So my thing is, they, they just have to make it work people while like you, you got to let the Pacers know that, hey, we'll take Buddy off your hands, but they have to give a partner. And they also have to, I think they have to make it a three team deal because they have zero draft picks. So you have to get another team involved who willing to give up a draft pick to, 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 to get whatever. Um, but the reason I think Buddy is a, um, was acquired to be a, a, a trading asset is because, I mean, his title, like, dude, is factually one of the best shooters in the league, statistically. Yeah. Talking top three over the past few seasons, top two. And you even have some stats where he's number one. I think it was um, efficient field goals coming off screens. He, he like, 54%. Like, he's number one. And over the past two seasons, I think he has the most three-pointers made more than Curry. Curry up a better percentage, though. But the point is, he is factually uh, an elite shooter, and everyone needs shooters, right? No one's going to turn out a shooter. Every team is out there looking for a shooter. Even if they don't need one, if they see one and they could get it, they were like, hmm, we could use a shooter. So he's, he's better as a trade asset for the Pacers than he is actual player because the Pacers have Duarte who's the rookie player who they love and now they have Halliburton wait it's ridiculous how good he would fit with the Lakers honestly it's it's ridiculous like I can't believe the Lakers didn't get that deal done in the offseason cannot believe that dog I love Sacramento fault than the Lakers fault no he means yeah. in the offseason not yeah not, yeah 
Yeah, he was hoping that Sacramento for when they chose to get Westbrook inside. I mean, the only reason they was even don't forget now, Buddy was already there, you know. Uh-huh. Or so they said. But they've been working on that body trade for like weeks before. Westbrook didn't come in available till like the last tail end of that. You know, Washington dangled Westbrook at the end. And I think they were saying something that um, your boy them wanted Tucker, Kuzma, like they wanted a body, and the Lakers only want buddy. Like they don't want none of these other guys. We don't. They don't want no De'Aaron Fox. They don't want no whatever other crap y'all trying to throw in there. Like they just legit just want buddy. But obviously the negotiation between the Kings and Lakers always have been bad. Like you can I, I personally don't even remember us even making a trade with Sacramento. I don't know the last time we've even traded with Sacramento, honestly. Do do y'all think do y'all think the Lakers get a deal done before the deadline? Like I said, I think LeBron can try. He can try. Like I said, the Tyler Horton thing, I don't know. I doubt I doubt Ben Simmons can come for just Tyler Horton. And like I said, the problem with the Lakers is they don't have draft picks. Mm-hmm. In order for them to really make a splash at the trade deadline, to be honest, you got to get, you got to put Westbrook in something. You're not going to put Durant in it. I mean, you're not going to put AD in anything. It's, it's much easier to find a, a point guard than to find a top five big man. So you could actually put, if like you have different packages you could put a Westbrook in. You could actually send Westbrook back to OKC in a three-team deal with the Pacers, and you could get Buddy Hill to come to the Lakers. You could trade Tyler Horton there, and then you could trade Westbrook to OKC, and they could give the Pacers one of their first-round picks, because we all know that OKC got all the first-round picks for the next four or five years stacked up on their team. So they wouldn't have no problem giving up one to get Westbrook, who actually makes teams like that much better. And he'll be playing in front of the crowd that loved him so much when he was there. Um, so something like that could work. Or you could trade Westbrook to, say, get Ben Simmons. Um, something like that. Or maybe even Damian Lillard. You could trade. You could send Westbrook to die out in Portland and, <laughs> and get Lillard. And Lillard just got to get back healthy off the injury and boy, that team would be, that team would look nice for, 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 for the playoffs coming. I, I like I like the way you stream though, honestly. <laughs> there ain't no way for the second rest for Damian Lillard. Uh, if I, if I, was, if I was Los Angeles Lakers, I call an OKC for real though. And I got asked them if they want to start this reunion early. Uh, we know Westbrook are back there to retire. So I got if they want to start his retirement too early and take Westbrook off our hands, right? But because but the thing is the thing is I don't uh, the reason I don't see it happening is because OKC has a few young players that they need to get exposure and they need to play. They need to ball in their yeah, hands. But they this could be more sentimental. This could be more sentimental. Some people have great potential, but they also have a ceiling. Uh, Shea Alexander. Everybody been saying from Westbrook left the first time. Oh, this is his time to shine, and he can yeah. now take that next step. But he he let, he, he must get handcuffs on his legs because that step can't get taken. Like but he's I, still, I ain't saying he's a bad player now. Don't get me wrong. He's he's a nice but player. It, it ain't just him. 
He's never taken that step to the next level. But it ain't just him. Who else? As a matter of fact, I don't even think he's the best player on that team right now. Who's the best player on the team? Uh, um, the, the, they have a rookie there. Okay, okay, rookie, okay, rookie, okay. Um, Giddy, I know you mean. Giddy, Giddy, I did like, bro. You could be a franchise. He's okay. He's okay. I don't try to see with Shay, Dort, and Giddy. That could possibly be 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 a solid team in the next years. Yeah, that could be a Memphis-like team. 25, 30 games. They went about 25, 30 games. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that could be a master for like Exactly. That's what they said. That team only went about 30 games. But Westbrook, at least Westbrook can give you the heart and soul to where you will win about 40, 45. You could get a play-in game, make the playoffs again. I, I like Shea, boy. I like Shea. Trust me. I like him a lot. Um, he nice. Kitty, he's a decent young player. Dort, Dort is just one of them players. Someone need to take the shots, right? <laughs> Someone got to big up the numbers. That's what that's what Dort is right there. But he's, defensively, he's, Dort is 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 outstanding defense. Yeah, he's okay defensively, but someone got to make up the numbers. Someone got to shoot the shots, right? But that OKC team, they don't want to win, and that's fine. They already showing you, showing you, they don't want to win. They already then set, make up in their mind. We tanking. We're trying to get the number one draft pick every year. That's our only goal, right? Now, like I say, with Westbrook, do they necessarily want to make the play-in? You know what I mean? Is that a goal of theirs? I don't know if it is, right? Um, I do know that he have a lot of fans in OKC. I do know that that's where his heart is. I do know he's still cool with the GM. Why not start the retirement or early? At the end of the day, I already said this before. Sorry, sorry to Westbrook fans out there, if there are any. I believe it's Westbrook's last team. This is the last team in the NBA, the Lakers. After that, OKC is the only other opportunity for Westbrook to meet to join. No, 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 no. Don't so, switch your talk now. We're, we're switching talk. Your talk was. We're switching talk. This is Westbrook's last contract. You say after this contract, every year after this, he's going to be making veterans minimum. I agree with that. I still stick with that. Okay, so he go to OKC. Veterans minimum. Oh, oh. OKC okay, so can pay Westbrook a veterans minimum. A veterans minimum. But Westbrook could have a bonfire burning that city down. Y'all ain't here in North Africa. Okay, see, go on and trade oh, everybody they ever had to get all these draft picks just to trade the draft picks to get Westbrook again. No, but you ain't got to give up much now. You ain't got to give up no draft picks. To give up, to get Westbrook right now, like I say, we want you, Buddy. You so just we, could, right. we said that to you all, Buddy coming to the Lakers, and you only got to send one one draft pick to, to, to the Pacers, because the Pacers, like I say, the Pacers can't think that Buddy and this guy is going to carry them to the playoffs. You're 13 in the East, bro. And you, with Sabonis, with, with, with Turner, and with LeVert there, and, and Brogdon, or whatever you name, you were straight team. Now you give up Sabonis, Turner ain't motivated, and, and he still might go before the, the, the So you have a rookie running the show in, in Duarte. Exactly, you got a rookie, and now you don't have Levert nor Sabonis to, to be your stars. If you was 13 before, Pacers might end up with the waste record knees now. 
So my thing is take this first round pick from OKC and then take this first round pick you both to get this here and rebuild your team very quick and get rid of Buddy because like I say, Buddy Bull what 30. How far is Buddy gonna take you? Buddy is not a franchise player. Buddy is a very good player if he's put on a very good team. But if you put Buddy in the middle of the ocean with that paces team, he can shoot up your ball now. But is Buddy gonna carry you to a championship? He can shoot uh, up it on the fuck. Um I, doubt I it. think the thing with Westbrook, and I think we're holding Westbrook back or we're holding the Lakers back from getting a deal done. We always talk about oh, Westbrook is the type of player who will get you to the playoffs, right? At least to the playoffs, right? I feel the same way. However, what happens when the time comes when he can't really do that no more? What happens when you trade for him and you and he gets you all the way to the 11th seed instead of the playing game? Is that trade would be viewed as a as a failure, as a colossal failure, because now you have forty million on your on your book, <laughs> and this dude still ain't even get you the playoffs, which probably is going to happen soon because Father Time catches up with everybody, right? So I think the Lakers have, what I mean, if they could get rid of Westbrook today, they would have done to it, to be honest. Um, but do they get another trade done? Maybe, but it don't even really seem like other teams really want to deal with the Lakers in good faith. Like, I no, feel no, like no. a lot of teams around the NBA want to see the Lakers suffer. No, no, no. They want to see LeBron suffer. That too. A lot of people don't want to deal with LeBron. And don't forget, this, this thing that is happening in Philadelphia is a reflection of LeBron and his team because they have the same agent. So Rich Paul, that represents LeBron, is also the agent that goes to Philadelphia and sit down like he's the king of the world and say, oh, tell me what you can do with Ben Simmons. What the hell you mean what I can do with Ben Simmons? This I'm paying thing, him on a contract to play play basketball. What he's gonna do? This thing that I'm playing in Philly is only a reflection of one person, that's Dara Mori. Don't you sat here and you said you support Ben Simmons a couple of shows ago, and I could yes, find him. I still support, I support Ben Simmons. Only person holding this up is Dara Mori? Yes, but I support Ben Simmons to say that, hey, if y'all don't want me here, I want to leave. But at the same time, you have to play for your stock, bro. Like, players who want to leave, they at least show up and say, wait, I committed to the game of basketball, not the Sixers. You realize that this is not the first time Ben Simmons did this. When Ben Simmons was in LSU, Ben Simmons settled the whole season because he didn't want to go to class, because he was too cocky believing that he's still going to be the number one pick, which he still was. But they had a whole, you forget the whole big blow up that they had with Ben Simmons and his GPA and he's ineligible to play at LSU. He was never like, from that time, they was always questioning his love for the game. So even if you request a trade, if you play basketball and you love basketball to that point, fellas been requesting trade from day one. But when you love basketball and you have that passion for basketball, I still can go there and play ball. Now I just don't want to be here, but I should I should play ball. Yeah. So with that in mind, it ain't it ain't really Rich Paul then. It's Ben Simmons because he had done this before even being introduced to Rich Paul. Is what you're saying? And Rich Paul still signed. Rich Paul empower him. Rich Paul empower him and tell him you're doing the right thing, boy. Yeah. Same thing they do with with Antonio Brown. 
I, I, I support Ben Simmons in terms of I believe he should have been traded a long time. Yep. Right? I believe he should have been traded a long time. But now we to the point, right? If you are a contender, right, and they talk about Brooklyn possibly trading Harden for Ben Simmons, if you are a contender, would you really want Ben Simmons on your team at this point in the season? The man ain't played basketball in over a year, right? He ain't played basketball in over a year. Y'all get to the playoffs. What if y'all play Philly in the playoffs? This man might not even show up to the arena in Philly. Do <laughs> you he can't show up at the arena, really. So, he, he made that all, all the road games in Philly. So, like, if you was a contender, would you seriously say, boy, I want Ben Simmons at this point? Like, I mean, I'm sure you would take him if he's an upgrade, but if he's a downgrade, if if, if you have to give up a better player to get him, would you say, boy, I want this dude on my team? I don't think a lot of people would be running towards that. Yeah, the Ben Simmons, the Ben Simmons side is very, very touchy. Um, even if you look at, I guess, the Harden situation, at least Harden will show up. At least he may play Sting, but then uh, at least he can play. No, he's intense. He plays. Come on. <laughs> we see what Harden did in Houston. Like he was three hundred pounds, and then when he got the trade, <laughs> Harden just slick with it. But but what's what's interesting about this trade to me is. I'm I'm past you know the whole Blood Ben Simmons thinking. I'm I'm interested more in what Daryl Morey thinking. Not not blaming him, but just in a sense that it's I'm getting reports that um Sean Marks never spoke to Philly about Harden about the Harden trade and then the reports are the Philly was saying but was very interested and and, and Harden still contemplating it's just like, like a lot of news going around and just like trying to punk each other in terms of what they really believe. And I and these are official reports. Philly saying Harden already told us he doesn't want to be there. He don't like Philly. All these is official reports. He don't like Philly. He won't resign. I mean, he don't like uh, Brooklyn. He won't resign. This is coming out of Philly's camp. And out of Brooklyn's camp, Brooklyn GM said he's never talked to Dar Murray about the Harden trade ever. They've never had a conversation about it. Harden says he's staying, and like I just, I'm just trying to get like, what's the purpose of all this? Like, I think Philly feels as if, like I say, they see Harden out there, possibly unhappy. They see Dam out there, possibly want to be unhappy. I think Philly just saying, "Hey dog, we still have a, a trade piece who we could use." to get one of those guys and they're just trying to stir up the interest. But for me, if I was Brooklyn, I call it Harden Bluff. I could be real. Harden is a free agent this season. What team have cap space that you want to go to this year? That's a contender. Portland? That's what you want to do? So I, I call it Harden Bluff. Like, right. you uh, going to have to resign with us, bro. That's what you're gonna have to do because you ain't gonna go. You ain't going to Portland. And I think I honestly believe everything that Brooklyn is saying, and I feel like Philly, the reports out of Philly are, are falsified, and they're just trying to find a way to put pressure on Brooklyn to trade Harden, thinking that listen, Harden can leave when when, when summer comes. So they're yeah. trying to get Brooklyn to think like that. Yeah, I think Philly is just playing the media game. 
because um, you don't see these reports coming either from Harden. You don't even see these reports coming from the Nets. When I saw the report today, it's like, oh, Harden said he don't want to be there. And it was like sent by Philadelphia. Like, bro, how you get reporting on someone else's team? Like, isn't there like tampering rules about that or something like that? Like, how you even get talking about oh, Harden tell you? Like, what? We're not having this conversation. Send me a message. Screenshot, let me see. Right. I 100% think it's a scam coming out of Philly just to try and put some pressure on Brooklyn. Yeah. Trying to get them scared to think that Harden could leave in free agency. So, you know, pull the trigger. it's not going to work because, okay, um, the Nets already came out and said, hey, we're not trading Harden. Secondly, their coach is a player-type coach. Steve Nash has obviously been a player. So he's gonna scout. It's not like oh that vast difference of where oh this is some old school rough coach who believes that oh wow uh, you just must play basketball. Steve Nash know what it is to be a player, so he could go right up to Harden and say, "Hey bro, what's going on, man? I see you trending today. What's going on, man? You've been in the news all morning." He said he and be like, "Wait, listen, these fellas just like freaking out." Steve Nash said. He, he speaks to Harden personally, and Harden says he wants to be there. He wants to be in Brooklyn. Yeah, Katie, Katie said the same thing. He said he speaks to Harden, and say he wants exactly. to Exactly. And I believe Katie and Steve Nash because they also have been de- dealing with Kyrie's situation all year. And we have seen that they was very open. They was very honest. They was very straightforward that, hey, Kyrie can do what he wants. When he but, wants to play, he could play. If he doesn't want to get vaccinated, he doesn't have to. Like, we support our players. And do what you want. So it's like, okay. How, how, however, there's still some merit to it because if it was completely false, Harden should have been able to go and find the media and said this report is false, and he has yet to do that for any report. Listen, That's because I, Harden, Harden does not believe. I I don't doubt that Harden wants to look at other teams come free agency. That's why. He's entering free agency. For sure, he's going to look at other teams. But if I'm the Nets, I gain nothing from trading Harden now. I gain nothing. I can always trade him, sign and trade him in free agency. Because, again, there's no team outright with job space that he could look at and be like, yeah, I, I'd rather go to that team. Right? Any team, if he wants to go to Philly, it got to be a sign and trade anyway. Yeah. So let's just wait until the offseason. I ain't trading you to, for Ben Simmons, who ain't playing a year. I ain't doing that. And if he play Philly in the playoffs, he can go duck and hide underneath uh, um, underneath the stands. I, I can't I can't afford that for that to happen. Um, but speaking of the Nets, to your fears if the Nets are in really real danger because right now, as it currently stands, they're in eighth place in in the East. Um, so a lot of talk has been about the Lakers underachieving. Granted, the Nets lost their best player to entry. But what about the Nets? Eight place in the East, that, that that's a far cry from where they was to start the season. That one and then two, even if they make the playoffs, I just I just saw a graphic that said uh, the Nets Big D has played a total of two games together. The entire season. That's actually a, a benefit to them. Because you that means you can't figure them out. That, that means they can't fit him out. That don't mean that. <laughs> don't forget, Kyrie is, Kyrie is still his practice. Yeah. These guys still is playing with together. each other. Chemistry means something, bro, especially in the playoffs. 
don't even I mean, know uh, what it's when mean. they do play though they really good when they do play together yeah. trust me my god really that, which is what i know one of the games was when they played the bulls and they completely destroyed yeah. and then last year last year a couple of games they played they was they was kidding me at the end of the day as uh, once they have that three if they go on to the eight seed and they missing pieces they probably get knocked for a second round somewhere that team could go to the playoff that could, team could be the 10th seed yeah and have to play in the play-in if they got their big three they could beat any team in the east in a seven team seven game series any single team now what's an advantage for them is if they start off as a low seed they'll have carry for more games because mm-hmm. carry will be able to play in, in most of the games for that series yeah you know what depending i mean who the team is depending on who the team is well the next thing but they have guy for most of that series so that's a advantage you'll actually have your big three for most of the series as long as like you say james Harden gets healthy kd gets healthy they should be able to beat whoever in the first round honestly they would still be my pick to come out the out the east yeah despite uh, yeah. their unique situation as long as them three could play most of the games they, sh- they should be my pick but if you're an east team i think you have to take advantage of the fact that carry only playing in road games you cannot afford to to uh especially if you're one of the top east teams like a miami like a chicago like a milwaukee so um it'll be interesting yeah for sure but like I say, as long as I'm three healthy, it'd be hard for me to pick against them. Maybe only against Milwaukee. And Durant got something from Milwaukee, so I want to buck them again. <laughs> uh, what do y'all think about the? We didn't. I don't think we talk about this. The All Star selections. Did y'all think they was fair? Did y'all think there was anybody who? Got in that isn't supposed to. Anybody would get left out. Obviously, dream on every season. Um, <laughs> the sad thing is, this year was very, very weird because it's not just usually it'd be injuries that cause people either miss it or make it. But now, also, you have COVID game. Like, it was very, very weird this year. But um, at the top, you know, you always have the same guys. You got the Durants, the LeBrons, the the, the big time guys at the top, um, but at the bottom there was some surprises. Um, Lamelo was initially left off, um, but he was he's now all star because of injury replacement. I feel like Lamelo should have been an initial all star um, by his play this season. Just like how John Miranda's make a, a has made an incredible leap this year too. I see some guys in there. I don't know why Rudy Gobert is make the All Star game. Um, <laughs> you, I mean, I guess if they're looking at fan votes or whatever, um, Utah, I guess, is voting. But if you look at like All Star material, like say, like bro, what you gonna do? Like you have zero post moves. Is Donovan Mitchell an All Star? No, right? I think he been injured a lot this year. I think he make it up. I think he make it. Oh, I think they have they have to give it him, but but even in general, the reserves was Anthony Davis didn't make it. 
No, AD and Maker. CP, Booker, and Luca. Maybe don't. I think I think these guys were supposed to be starters because guys like Andrew Wiggins, people is making it the talk about. Oh, Luca, Luca was injured. I don't get. Wait, Luca on one leg is better than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, like, but, but that's a different position though. What? Andrew Wiggins was never supposed to make no all star. I mean, yeah, okay, but when you don't start. But when you talk about when you talk about stops and you talk about who ain't supposed to be a starter, you have to you have to come up with a replacement. Luca, um, Luca plays Luca the forward. Luca is a guard. No, but Luca plays the forward in some rotations. No, Luca is the starting point guard for. Okay, let's. Luca is now. Luca is now because I had this conversation a few years ago with someone on Facebook, and Luca was listed as the forward, but Luca exactly. is. The stars were not for the Dallas Mavericks. Let's look at let's look at the reserves. I can, I can put up the reserves right now. But um, so Luca couldn't make it over Curry and and and. Uh, I no, he couldn't make it over Curry. But you got to start three guys if that's the case. Because Wiggins ain't no starter. Uh, Wiggins shoots. Wiggins to me is a barely is is, is barely a one star. But I understand why they give him it. Um. But you know what they gotta do? They gotta put LeBron at that three. Uh, uh, who's that? Who's that? Style so of you team? got Kyle on your downs. Who's coming off the bench? See, right, right there. Mitchell, 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 make it. Mitchell barely making it. Okay. Uh, Gobert, they got to replace Gobert too. Uh, Who was the, the starter for the West? The starters. Steph, Ja, LeBron, Wiggins, Jokic. I had to put Kyle on your towns instead of you, instead of Wiggins in yeah, the sport. Right there. Kyle down. Yeah, I had to put him there, right there. Um maybe Wiggins barely makes it in. Maybe. But I I, I had a I had a little bit of problem with him maybe. I mean you like, don't think is Wiggins better than Devin Bucker? No. No, but you're talking about forwards. Talking about forwards, so Ron could have been the forward. I mean, you you realize like they don't have position no more. It's just front court and back court. Okay, so you're talking about front court. I mean, Wiggins. Anyway, Wiggins in the front court. Luca come under wild card. To me, Luca's a front court player, and he should start. In, in my opinion, um, but Wiggins. I guess if you're looking at forwards, Kawhi and Paul George and Kawhi basically almost over the season, right? You know, Brian and Ringham on a bar team, I guess. But he definitely should have not been a starter. Um, but, I don't know, it how, is how, how Draymond has made this team every year? Uh, <laughs> you know, it ain't the fact that like, Draymond ain't good. It's also the fact that Draymond been injured this year too. So it's like, bro, when you healthy, you ain't good. Now you injured this year, and you still get picked for the All Star game, bro. This year was a was a. Uh, oh shit! I'm just dunk on you. Shoes. Bridges should have made the team. Why Bridges from Phoenix ain't had a shot at making the team? The Suns have the best. Bridges. Bridges. Where I mean, where the Andre? Eight two. Eight missed plenty games too. Yeah, eight missed. Yeah. But if Aiden played more games than they, I'd give Aiden a shot. But usually the best all stars. Usually the best teams is have like at least three all stars. 
But my thing is, like, bro, even if you're injured, I watched seasons where Tracy McGrady, Masin, played a whole first half of the season and was an all-star. That's fine, vote, man. You know, these fans. My thing is, bro, But then here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, But if you're talking about fans, Clay Thompson was one of the top in the the, the all-star pool. I would rather Clay than Wiggins. (laughs) Come on. Uh, I remember the fans almost voted on what's your boy name who used to play for the Warriors? Pachulia. Wait, that would have oh, that would have turned the NBA on its head, son. My gosh, they'd have changed the world for about after that. That's not what he is hype. What is it? And then the, the reserves is be picked by coaches and stuff, and they be picking their boys and stuff. Like, look at these, Fred Blanfleet. So no, I'm not I got a good friend. Ball. You want to get you? Over the mellow ball. I don't think so. No, the, the, the controversial pick was, was Garland, who I have as most improved before the season. Garland over the Mellow Ball, I feel that was a little controversial. I don't think Garland should have made that over the Mellow Um Shoots, I mean, Chris Middleton ain't really having a good year. Yeah, that, that's controversial. Yeah, that, that's reputation. Kicking it. He ain't having a good year. You know what I mean? The Mellow should have been clear over him. Um... I ain't really having a great year either, if we being honest. But it is what it is. Yeah, that's reputation. Well, Harden, yeah. Harden, Harden ain't starting. No, it's it's Trey, Trey Young, Trey Demar, or oh, Trey Demar, Giannis and Joel. So the East Field a little bit more balanced. The East Field, you know. Or oh, Trey Demar, Tatum, Giannis and Joel. Tatum make it in, yeah. Tatum ain't starting. No, Tatum, come on off the bench. Tatum is starting? No, KD starting. I mean, Tatum part of my start now, because KD injured. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so KD, Giannis. And they don't know because they ain't pick yet. Yeah, and that's true. They ain't pick yet, so that's the next thing. So, I mean, that's a weird year. That's a weird year. Um, still have some good star power in the game, though. So... Uh, it should be a fun game. I like how they've been making it more competitive recently uh, with the Kobe tributes and all that other stuff. Uh, so it should be another good year. Uh, once they keep that competitiveness going. Uh, I'll be to see John All-Star game. He is, his, his game was made for something like that. So, you know what I mean? That should be entertaining. Um, so, yeah. You can see what happens. Um, it should be it should be very entertaining. Even the side pieces when it comes to slam dunk, I see them up in some big names. Well, not big as in Zion or they have some something good like that. Or Ja, but they have some good dunkers this year. Yeah. Um, the three-point shootout is very nice. The only person I wish I was then there was Buddy. But the three-point yeah. shootout, they have some good. Yeah, there's the players already for the three-point yeah. shootout. Yeah. So they have Carl and me down shooting three point shooting like really. Well they also have a pick. They also have a pick. Yeah, but Towns? Like come on. I mean yeah, he said him he said him not in a gym, but my head. Yeah, Clay in there though. I was hoping Clay would this could get the nod in there. Why well, buddy gone in this thing once and then dip? What's going on there? I thought Buddy went in twice. He went it once, for sure. But yeah, um, yeah, should be good though. Should be good. Should be good. Um, much needed break. 
and I come on off the Super Bowl too. Yeah, should be, should be good. So, uh, so I guess our last topic, I guess before y'all, before we step up, is um, what y'all looking forward to most for the second half of the season. Say that again. What y'all, what y'all looking forward to most for the second half of the season? Um, well, it all depends on trades. Um, depends on if the Lakers make some moves. Obviously, the Lakers is always big news, regardless of win or loss. But we want to see either the new pieces, if they fit, or we want to see whether Westbrook and company could actually make this big three or big two and a half work. Um, I see nowadays bench Westbrook in the fourth quarters coming down the stretch, which, like I said before, is I think like it's common sense as a coach. You when you want to win championships, you got to put ego aside. My thing is, you know, this guy is a super energy. When LeBron and AD need rest, leave Westbrook on the court. He loves to run up and down with no name guys. Let him stay on the court with Horton Tucker. Let him stay on the court with. Uh, uh, whoever the hell else, Dwight Howard and whatever else they got on the court, let them stay on the court with them. Stop trying to mash him into this starting five or this big three role when obviously this is not the same big three as Bosch, Wade and LeBron. And even then, a lot of times you would see Wade and, Le- and LeBron alternate when they play with Bosch because both of them need the ball in their hands a lot. Um, same thing with uh, when LeBron was in Cleveland, you see him and Kyrie would swap in and out of the game. I think at one, even in the finals, Kyrie and LeBron scored 41 points in a finals game each. So it's like you got to find that you don't have a good big. Now you need to rotate LeBron and Westbrook with their minutes. You can't have two guys in there that dominate the ball and looking for their shot. Because for some reason, Westbrook believed that he needs to take 18 shots a game. I don't know why. <laughs> but that'll be good to see. Also, the Clippers have a nice team, but the problem is they're two stars. So now they have an option. The two stars could either come back for the playoffs if they make it, or Paul George and Kawhi could sit out and tell whatever. That all depends on Kawhi. Obviously, Kawhi has something going on. That's another guy who don't look like he care about basketball. Yeah, but like, he's being something else, but... Like, dog legit don't even... At least Ben Simmons has come to practice and stand in the corner. <laughs> Kawhi is don't even come... Like, you won't see this guy literally for the whole season. Like, I don't even see him on the bench. Like, he don't even come to support the team. I think based on his history, we could we could kind of insinuate... We could kind of, you know, guess that they shutting it down for the season. Yeah, I would yeah, think so. Possibly. But but possibly. if he does come back, that's they have a nice team though. That's if a problem. Do, yeah, if they do come back, they got a nice they got a nice, nice team. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like you say, I, I interested in to see how, how which teams could rise. I still um with the Lakers, I still don't believe they completely done yet, but but it's it's for me, I agree with Bench and Westbrook, for sure. Um but um, as much as I just get off on it, they gotta they gotta find somebody to make that work. Please. Um if they want to win a championship, they gotta find somebody to make that work. Um, I don't see how they could do it, but they gotta find a way because 
uh, if you're off the bench, Westbrook just to beat mediocre teams, right? Uh, where does that leave you when you face the big dogs? At the end of the day, um, benching Westbrook for a G League player or something like that, right? For a guy like Austin Reeves, no disrespect to him, right? But that wasn't the plan coming into this season. He wasn't planning on putting LeBron and AD with Austin Reeves, right? Anybody would tell you, you wasn't winning no championship. So if you have Westbrook, you have to find him some way to make him playable with them two guys. It could be tough, but uh, that's a lot of talent that he still have, even if it ain't functional. I think they got to still try to see if they could try to find a way to make it work if they won't win a championship. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's also, you want to see this, this boss, there's certain teams that's going to explode too at some point in time. Um, this Boston team, they, their windows, remember I, in all sports, their championship windows, Boston had some good runs. That team looked like it's about to explode. Uh, Marcus Smart can need to go because he wants a new contract. Um, obviously, Tatum and Brown trying to fight on who's the star. And for some reason, these guys could never sign a sensible bid. Um, then you got Brooklyn. We have to see what's going on. Maybe Kyrie takes the vaccine, could play. If not, do what you want. Um, Harden may go all hard mode and start dropping 40, 50 points a game, freaking himself out. Durant could come back healthy. But it also could be upset if these guys cannot gel. Same thing with teams like um, the Miami Heat. Uh, might not get it together. Chicago Bulls have been blazing the league this season. But we're not sure how they're going to play come playoff time. You know, the Rosen is a long chair. That can fall right up. Tuck that in your back trunk and carry that. That ain't, that ain't too much proven. Same thing with Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they've been playing a very good season, but sometimes, like I tell people, when something is not broke, sometimes you overthink things and think that, oh, um, I have nine things. I could add this one thing and I can make it perfect. When in actuality, chasing perfection actually makes it worse because there's no telling what Levert is going to do there. Levert coming there now could actually throw that offense off. There's no guarantee that he's going to go there and gel in there with these young fellas. These young fellas might have been having a hell of a time playing and passing the ball right. You look at that team, these guys are very unselfish. Levert might come there and say, wait, I hope you all realize I's the best player on this team now. So they bring me here. So that means give me the ball and get out of the way. That might not be the game. That might not be the game these guys want to play. So, it's a lot of variables, a lot of ins and outs. Like you said, the trade deadline hasn't arrived yet, so we still got two days. Buddy could be on the move again. Um, Lillard could pop up and be on the move. Simmons might have a blockbuster trade at midnight. You wake up in the morning, find Simmons and friggin' C.I. Gibson Jim. Um, so, there's a lot of scenarios that could happen. Yeah, definitely a lot of scenarios. Um, so expect definitely a, a a big podcast probably coming Sunday. I mean, Tuesday next week, Tuesday. 
uh, after we get the Super Bowl results, of course, and then trade deadline will be fully finished. Um, so yeah, um, expect something big coming for both the NBA and the NFL. Um, yeah, so any any closing words, closing remarks, shout out to y'all want to before we uh, sign off. Uh, obviously, shout out to Tom Brady. Um, you know, yeah, man. On the, on a talk show today, I mean, not today, this week, Tom Brady said he's not ruling out a comeback. Like I told you last week, don't worry, I can let punk in that. Tom Brady could make a comeback this all season. It's only February. The season isn't even over yet. Um, March, April, May, Tom could feel froggy and say, hey, I see a spot open. I want to play one more season and let's have this uh this farewell talk, which would actually boost his brand off the field that he so is dedicated to now. Which I don't believe, but okay. <laughs> um Yeah, so shout out to Tom Brady. Uh shout out the fans, all the listeners, uh, that stick with us every Tuesday night and the people who listen to the recordings later on in the week. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out the the listeners. Shout out the supporters. We appreciate y'all. Uh, like I said, we got more content coming for y'all. You know what I mean? So stay tuned. Uh, you know, shout out, shout out, buddy, for for freeing yourself for getting free. Hmm. Uh, all the best in Indiana. Hope it's better than what you had to go through in Sacramento. I know you got a lot to say about that. So. Whenever you need an outlet to let it out, boy, you right here. Trust me. You can link on us. We can link you. You can let it out right here, brother. It ain't no, it ain't no judgment. See what you saying? So, uh, yeah, shout out, buddy. Shout out, Aiden, do anything. And yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out. I ain't got no shout out. Shout out, buddy. Finally getting free. Oh, boy. Hopefully move again, to be honest. Really, uh, I don't look good in no Indiana jersey. But you know, regardless still be free. Hopefully hopefully this this improves his career, his his um three point percent of shoot back up the way it used to be. For Sacramento poison it. Yeah. Foxwood. All right, uh, so with that being said, I'd like to wish you all a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Appreciate the support. And uh, until next week, Tuesday, catch us to uh, recap the Super Bowl and all the big stuff in NBA trade deadline. And uh, get you all ready for the All Star. So until then, we out.